everyone, it's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. Uh, this show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I am delighted to welcome on the show today a special guest, Kevin Bryant. Uh, Kevin's passion is helping leaders and organizations connect and communicate digitally with the, per with the people and audiences that matter. And, and he does that through Educated Change, which is a business he co-founded in 2010. Uh, Educated Change is considered one of the most innovative consulting firms in the social media arena and do most of their work with senior executives. And prior to this, he spent 20 years in banking as held various leadership positions and served on the boards of public companies. And something that's really unique about Kevin, and I'm looking forward to exploring that shortly, is he's taught Tai Chi to hundreds at his Surrey and Brighton uh, UK Tai Chi schools. So Kevin, absolutely excited to have you on the show. Uh, really looking forward to our conversation. Great to be with you, OBE. Thanks for, for having me on your program. No worries. And I, I alluded to it already. You uh, are a leader, you run a business, but you've also got this unique element of being a, <laughs> I asked you just before we started recording, if you were a Tai Chi master, you said no, but, uh, but you have been doing Tai Chi for 27 years. I'd love to hear how you got into that. And and what are some of the things that it's taught you just in life and as, as a leader? So it'd be great to hear about your journey into such a, a unique martial art. Uh, happy to do that. Um, so I've been interested in the martial arts since I was a, a little kid. I grew up, uh, so I, I, I'm just going to date myself quickly here, but I was born in 1960. Uh, and so I grew up during a period when Bruce Lee was just bursting onto the scene. And there was a show called Kung Fu in the States on the telly. Uh, and David Carradine was the star of that show. Uh, and so I was, I guess, what, 10, 11, 12 at the time that this was all happening. And I just fell in love with the, uh, you know, the kicking, the punching, the ball, you just, it was seemed so exciting. And it was a different way, you know, you'd seen Westerns and you'd seen, you know, gunfights and all that in terms of the um, television and movies. But uh, when I first saw Bruce Lee do his thing on screen or even the Green Hornet, the old, that, that oh, program. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was just like, I mean, trans, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, I got to do that. Whatever he's doing, I got to do that. I got to learn about it. At the same time, I was, uh, it was also a, a pretty spiritual kid. Um, at first raised in, in the Methodist church. Uh, and uh, I, I was bothered by the big questions like, you know, well, what's it like to die? I mean, really kind of heavy stuff for a little, for a little kid, but you know, what, what's heaven like, what, what is, what's God, uh, what is, all these things uh, kind of came together. Uh, and so as, as I started to read and see a little bit about this stuff that 
Bruce Lee was doing and David Carradine, it, it led me to expand my horizons a bit and start reading about some of the other great philosophy or philosophical traditions, religions, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and, and, and so on. And, and so it kind of, it all sort of just kind of came together. Mm-hmm. And I was, de- I was desperate to, to just to push more and learn more about, um, about that whole side of things with the martial arts as kind of the, let's call it the vehicle. So I, I unfortunately, my, um, for me as a young child, but perhaps it paid off in the end, but my, my mom didn't want me to to do any karate. We actually, where I grew up, grew up in upstate New York, and there was this guy, um, a famous sensei, uh, his name was Hideochi. Small town, Vestal, New York, no other reason anybody would stumble upon Vestal, New York. Um, but this guy who was like one of the world leading uh, uh, karate cause, uh, senseis in terms of this particular style of karate, Washington Rue, I think it was, he had a he had a school there. And, and so he was another part of the excitement, the sort of lighting this fire and me that I want to do this karate. So cool. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but my mom was like, no, no, my, my son is not going to, you know, go in and do something as dangerous as that. He's going to get hurt, you know, so on. So I, so it was, it was a great, uh, I, I felt I, I was crestfallen when I couldn't do that. But there was other ways for me to sort of explore it. I bought every book to uh, every book possible. Um, Bruce Tegner's book, he was a big uh, Westerner in, in karate, judo, all those sorts of things. I wrote, bought all of his books, read his books. There was a, a, a Japanese Okinawan karate master sensei, uh, Masoyama, who had a very famous book uh, at the time, still probably famous, called What is Karate? And he has a couple different titles. But um, it was, uh, I, so I, I would read these books and, and try to ape the pictures and the, you know, they take you through different katas and I would learn these katas, but only wow. from books. And then going to demonstrations and watching all, as many of these sort of demonstrations as I could. And so I kind of developed my own routine for several years as a kid. <laughs> And oh, wow. you know, people would find me sometimes running through the woods with bare feet and, and kicking trees and doing all oh, this wow. stuff, you know. Kevin's uh, own version of Yeah, yeah, totally, you know, totally doing, <laughs> I'm sure, the wrong thing, you know, but <laughs> sure. but I was uh, I was all about it. And, and, and I, I was very physical anyway in sports. I was uh, played soccer and uh, or football in, in this country, in the UK, um, basketball, all these things. So I, I was I was always needing to go out and run. My 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 dad and my brother loved to watch professional football and all that stuff on TV. But as soon as for me it came on, I had to go out and do it. And so oh. it was sort of thing. Um, anyway, so so I um, so I developed developed this incredible sort of passion and love affair, even though I didn't have proper training you know until mm-hmm. i got through uh, and i was doing other things uh, uh tried to do a yoga uh, a meditation i started sort of a meditation practice at, at 12 and thir- uh, 13 years of age and carried that through to the at present 12 13 wow yeah 
Yeah. Is that because um, you, you saw the link to the martial arts or was it some of the stuff that you read that? I saw the link to the martial arts, but it was also okay. a lot of stuff, stuff that I was reading. I had before that gotten fairly, um, before I got to meditation even, was so big into sort of prayer and, and, mm. and uh, you know, again, 10, 11 years old and, and a practice around prayer. And then, and then as I started to discover this, this whole new other concept of concentration, uh, of meditation, which is, you know, a bit different or can be a bit different than prayer, at least as I first mm. learned prayer. Mm -hmm. I later learned that actually they, there's a lot of intersections there. Um, but I wanted to explore this notion of, of, of nothingness, you know, of, of, mm. of being focused, not having, asking for something, for example, but just mm -hmm. Really listening, being aware and listening. So yeah, so I developed that again, not with any proper tutelage. Not a, you know, I didn't have a teacher. You know, I was upstate New York, conservative parents loved my parents dearly, but there wasn't like okay, when is there a guru I can go to and 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 study under? So it was just all that sort of learning and just trying to experience. <clears throat> my brother actually was probably the most supportive in that journey because he also was exploring some, some similar sorts of things a couple years older really super smart guy very thoughtful guy we, we some of these things we were kind of exploring together so mm. um so yeah in terms of the coming back to the martial arts so then i um finally got my a proper dose after school so i went to university babston blah, 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 but had been still, you know, very much present, top of mind, uh, practicing a lot of this stuff, reading about a lot of this stuff, processing a lot of this stuff. And then, um, and then when I had my first job in banking, uh, and you get pushed into the sort of, call it rough and tumble of, you know, the world of st the stress world, mm -hmm. um, and, and wanting to, you know, obviously make a name for myself as a young corporate person, young banker, I knew I needed, I needed something uh, to, to offset. And, 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 but I needed, I needed help. I needed somebody to help really direct me. How do you do this? What, you know, I've been playing around myself. So, um, uh, so then I found Aikido. Um, that would have been in maybe 85, 86. And uh, I was in Boston. Uh, and and I, I found this guy in Cambridge uh, who happened to be, I've always been very lucky in terms of my formal training to find like world-class teachers. So the, the, the sensei I found um, was, in, was in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, he was probably one of the best in, in the United States as a disciple of the founder of of Aikido, uh, who's mm -hmm. long since passed away, Yushiba, uh, if I'm pronouncing his name properly. And, um, and, and anyway, so I, that world opened up to me and I, I, and I became quickly very much uh, obsessed with Aikido. Studied it for a couple of years. You'll have to tell if I'm going too, into too much detail here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll pull me back, but um, I, so I studied it um, with, with, great, with great vigor and interest uh, for, for a couple of years, got my, my first 
rank or um, in that style. Uh, adored it, but um, I found that for me, it probably actually wasn't so good um, because I found a, um, for whatever reason, it, I found there was a there was an increase in sort of a passivity. You know, you, it, it's hard to describe or explain, but felt you know sort of very centered in one sense, but less connected in another sense, uh, uh, less able to connect emotionally with people. And, and there was a certain urge of, uh, <laughs> frankly, a certain sort of ur ur violent urge inside. So, so a need to express this power that, that you're developing. And um, I don't want to call out anyone in particular who's a martial arts star, uh, but there's a particular person who I'm sure a lot of people will think about who's I'm not sure that for that. With Aikido in particular. With right? Aikido in particular. Yeah, I, I know. What, shall we just say their initials? Um, SS, is that is that right? Could, <laughs> could be. <laughs> not saying so like, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the listeners and viewers to to work yeah. it out yeah <laughs> yeah so um anyway so there's there's a you know and it's interesting so a lot of people will get very focused on i suppose in the martial arts the power side the the, the strength side the the, the fighting the, the the violence part of mm -hmm. it is very exciting to certain people and characters and it can take people clearly, I think, in the wrong direction too much. It's not really a, a balance. It doesn't add balance, but it exaggerates some things. So mm -hmm. anyway, that particular art uh, for me, the way that it went in for me, it, I, I could tell at some point, no, this isn't the right direction. Sure. So I so I got out, so I stopped sort of abruptly and then I stayed with some of the other things that I've been doing, meditation, a bit of yoga here or there and so on. And, uh, and then it was later, um, boy, this is a long story. Uh, but then it was later um, in, I guess I was 35, about 35, um, still in the banking industry. Um, and I had also done to sort of my offset for the stress was, was um, weight training. I did a lot of weight training yeah, in, in yeah. the interim period, which was actually quite good in one sense uh, in terms of stress management. But anyway, I got um, into, so, so that would have been 1995. I had gotten sick uh, around Christmas time as, as, you, as you did back in the days. You know, you had that one big sick illness you got every year around Christmas time, Christmas holidays. And, and, and I couldn't train for a couple of weeks. Uh, I was really, um, I just, I, 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 I was overcome by the flu or whatever it was. Yeah. And I, and I had this interesting experience of, of feeling better. Uh, uh, my body, I wasn't training, but I started to feel, huh, oh, I, that, that pain that I just sort of took for granted in my chest from trying to lift too much weight was, was starting to feel better. My shoulders, my back, all these things. And so that's when I said, well, maybe this isn't really, really good for you. You know, you're, you're not old yet, but you're, you know, think, think ahead. This probably isn't 
the right direction. Maybe it's time for you to explore Tai Chi. And I had read, read a book about Tai Chi when I was like 16. I found this little red book mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it, but it's, there was something there mysterious that seemed like there, it, I never forgot it, but that just that mm-hmm. little introduction. So I said, let's try this Tai Chi uh, thing. I went to, I was again in Boston. I uh, went to a, a Chinese herbalist in Chinatown. I asked him, you know, do you know anybody who does Tai Chi around here? And so he, he sort of, this is where he started thinking about fate and, you know, providence. But he said, he basically pointed upstairs. There's, there's somebody just, just there. So I went up and, and wow. met um, Master Chu. Uh, Chu, Chu Jin Soon was his name since passed, but, uh, and then come to find out that for the particular style of Tai Chi, Yang style, which is what I've been practicing for, for 27 years now, um, he was the, he was the joint. He was it for, in, in the United <laughs> States, he was the guy, he was the disciple. And, you know, very nondescript kind of space, a couple of people there. Some people just sitting around drinking coffee, having a chat, reading a magazine, a couple people moving. And it was kind of, is it really, is this, is this supposed to be a big deal? But slowly, but surely found out that this guy was like amazing, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, and that, you know, then takes us to current. uh, So I started with him a couple of years, came over to the UK for work met somebody who was in the same system, same family system, who was my teacher today and has been for the last 20, 20 years or so. Um, that's, wow. my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. As it <laughs> yeah. Wow, and, and that's been it. And, and what's fascinating for me, and thank you for sharing that story, because this is a, an opportunity to, I guess, talk about the different anchor points for dealing with stress because you said several times hey as you got into the world of just climbing the corporate ladder right and we all have different curveballs and pressures and challenges and difficulties that life throws our way and last two years in particular that the world all over has experienced the pressure that has been COVID and the challenge and the difficulty with that and if we don't have an outlet then we end up crumbling and it sounds like tai chi became that for you as a way of managing that that stress and i'd love to hear and and especially a lot of our viewers are seasoned leaders emerging leaders what are some of the what some of the impact it's had for you as a leader being able to have this channel to release that that stress and um yeah well, what's some of the impact it's had so it's removed a lot of the seams in my life so when i was a young a young corporate titan or trying to be a young corporate titan mm-hmm. uh balance is very difficult for me uh and and uh, and the seams are strong meaning go to work put on this suit have this posture mm-hmm. look this way make conversation in this way go home take off the suit 
put on a different suit, put on your sweats and have a different kind of relationship with people. Sure. And it's very innervating to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, raining, right? Raining, yeah. right? Yeah. Literally putting on this suit, which in the case of Tai Chi, like our first practice in Tai Chi is, is getting people to learn how to relax. Wow. Relax, let go, let go, let go, let go. Be, mm-hmm. be who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's hard as heck, right? Really difficult. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts and, the, and then it deepens. So the more that you're able to be you, mm-hmm. and we use expressions in business, you know, bring your whole self to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more you can bring your whole self and be who you are, whether you're at work, at home, at the Tai Chi club. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that to me, that's, that's gold. That's, then you can be so much more effective, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you don't waste energy trying to be, I'm not trying to be someone right now in this conversation, mm-hmm. other than just mm-hmm. be me, express mm-hmm. me. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that to me is like, the huge goal for for us all is is to remove the seams Mm -hmm. and and that doesn't mean of course that you're you know i mean there's some things that you would say of course (laughs) family (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, this isn't about saying everything everywhere right yeah 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 yeah. um and so that's where the, the the tai chi has been the practice and of course there are many many practices that could be just as good and, and, and it, depending on your character your personal life and stuff but for me that's where the tai chi was so powerful and so helpful at just being more comfortable being me and reminding me so the, there's the one phrase and one of a, a close friend of mine who sadly um passed away mm, a couple of years ago uh, actually it was just just before COVID hit uh he was a, a a student at one time he was also in your business uh and and work with some pretty big uh clients corporates and all that and uh of all the things he wasn't a big practice he wasn't big on practice he wasn't big on remembering <laughs> routines there was one thing for him that was profound as it is for us who who have practiced and studied this art which is to find the feet so before we do any movement in tai chi from the first lesson to the last I'll say, find your feet, mm-hmm. which is not just about, you know, often when I say that people look down at their feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, you know your feet. I know you, you know your feet. Look, I want you to feel, I want you to be, I want you to stand and, and focus on that, that connection mm-hmm. to the ground. And it's a very centering activity, just that kind of thing alone. And there are other cues that people might use if you're sitting down, maybe it's, you know, mm-hmm. sit, find, feel the bottom of the chair or, you know, whatever it is, but it brings you into the present mm-hmm. and starts to get you to center it, it, mm-hmm. for lack of a, yeah. a better yeah. expression. So that's something that's with me all the time as part of the practice, part of the, the, the discipline that has creeped into my every, my, my waking moments, whether I'm working or or doing something else is that always trying to be here. Sure. 
Yeah. And then when I'm here and in my body, living in my body and not out here, not in the screen, not sure. somewhere else, but here, then I can be me. I can, I can find my power, find my, you know, my, and express mm. who I am. So that, that's a short answer, kind of a short answer. There's a lot more, of course, the Tai Chi's brought because it's, it's a very, there's all sorts of stuff happening with the art, but the, that's a, I, maybe the best one answer. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's incredible. Yeah, I'm sure there is so much more to it, even just physical fitness, right, and, and everything else. But what you're talking about very much resonates with what I'm about, that this whole show and, and the theme of leading from your core, finding that center, finding your feet in a way. And I, in my book, I tell a story of uh, an incident that an experience my family and I had just going out into our local woodlands and coming across a tree that had been uprooted from a, a storm and just noticing that that tree had very shallow roots and we are, we're in storms all the time, whether that's the storm of, of a growing business, a dwindling business, uh, uh, customers um, trying to, you know, navigate the market. So, you know, COVID, as I said, has been a big one for uh, a lot of people diversifying, just managing virtual work. You know, there's all sorts of family challenges and health and pressure and all of that. And, if you don't have a center, you don't have a core, you aren't able to find your feet, then all of a sudden you're knocked over. And I, we're hearing this, uh, all of the research saying, you know, burnout and just how many leaders, CEOs, senior executives experience burnout, that they're having a lot of decisions that they have to make, a lot of demands on them. And what's the what's the outlet? Some sadly go to the, the more dangerous type. It's, you know, hey, okay, oh, alcohol right? or, or illegal drugs or, or just other unhealthy ways of releasing that pressure valve and, and sadly even suicide, you know, got some stories, some sobering stories to share there and then I know from personal experience just the impact of, of burnout and so I can definitely resonate with what you're saying about just finding your feet and finding this center and the, the power of meditation and I'm just curious obviously Tai Chi is is one thing but you work with a, a lot of leaders you know through your business you guys are, are helping a lot of senior executives on their you know, branding and digital um, footprint. But what are some of the other practices that you've either come across, you you would signpost leaders to as, as a way of, if not Tai Chi, then just here are some practices that could help you become grounded and find your center. So, um, uh, so there are a couple of things. Um, So for, the first thing is, I said, uh, our moms, our moms all knew the secrets, the great secrets, or our parents, I should say, not necessarily just our mothers, but, but my mother in particular, 
reinforce the great the great secret of all, which is eat right, get plenty of rest, get some exercise. Sure. Boy, boy, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it really it really kind of covers the gamut in uh, so mm. many ways. Because mm. mm. you look at somebody who's having trouble in their life and some and and usually there maybe there's a sleep problem or you know there's an eating problem or you know there, there's one of those things usually is a little bit out of out of kilter. So it really is kind of simple but difficult at the same time. So I think kind of we all need to go back through and I've had my moments, you know, where I've had to say, oh, like more recently, it's like, you know what, you, you don't need to, especially during the COVID, right, Pan pandemic, it's like, you don't need to eat that, you know, fifth meal. It's, you know, you can kind of, you know, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you can, you don't have to eat so much. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of audit of, of your life which is hard to look at for a lot of people but kind of start there it's usually a great place to start like the other that. thing and is i just wanted to say one thing just for viewers and listeners just to perhaps ask themselves with their eating pattern could i be self-medicating you know is there something i'm numbing yes just yes. By, by going to this so that's also yeah. Yeah, um, really important because we might just oh, you know, but it's just yeah, know, it's my fifth meal, sixth meal. I need to, but are you? Is it a distraction? Yeah. You know, for something yeah. deeper. So yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's McVitie's biscuits. You know, <laughs> put a put a package of <laughs> biscuits, and uh, it's dangerous, very dangerous. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that's a that's a I think a really important. In, in some ways, again, simple thing to remember, uh, uh, but not always uh, so easy to execute change there. The other thing is um, I'm saying, I, 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 I forget who said it to me the first time, but I love it, haven't forgotten it. If the only thing that you're rooting for, if you're only rooting for yourself, you're rooting for a dying cause. Wow, if you're only rooting for yourself, you're rooting for a dying cause, wow. And you know we're a speck of dust on this in this universe. Mm. We're here for the briefest moment. Mm. There's a much huger, bigger force, and this also also connects to Tai Chi. In Tai Chi practice, we we use this term called uh, term. We talk about borrowing. So the idea is not to try to create and and. Um, it's not so much about your own power, but it's about using the powers that already exist. So the power of the earth mm -hmm. is hugely strong. You gravity, and there's also the push of the earth, just the mm -hmm. physics. Of, you know, your weight comes down on the earth. The earth is pushing back. Who is going to win? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the the <laughs> earth is going to win. Can I borrow that power? Mm. Any great boxers out there know how to use the power, that power to deliver big power in terms of wow. uh, mm. the martial side. Um, and then, of course, there's the sun, the moon, there's the air, there's, you know, all this incredible energy and power around us that when we can, you know, we start with ourselves and our practice and our training, but ultimately we know we have to learn how to borrow and use all these other great forces that, that mm, exist. Mm, and so mm. not to get too metaphysical, but I will, 
there, there is this thing, call it God, call it uh, Yahweh, call, call, call it uh, the Tao, whatever, however you want to think about it. That's the other grand force that the biggest force that, that I'm trying to stay connected to. And, and that one in some ways for some is perhaps, it can, can be perhaps easier than trying to learn Tai Chi. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so big, oh, yeah. so grand, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if you have the right system for yourself, whether it be religious, religion, philosophy, or practice, connecting to that, um, I think is critically important to emotional health, psychological health, mm. mental health. Um, you know that that's, that's I would commend that to and so. Lead from the core, gentlemen. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> expecting that, but hey, love it. <laughs> read book, read the book. <laughs> um, but no, I think um, uh, that's that's really um, really important, hugely important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that hey, that's that. Those are some amazing tips, and um, I, one of the things that I say in my book, and I think it be a great way of just wrapping up our conversation is I, I do say I say this all, all the time that when life squeezes you and the pressure is on what you're like on the inside will come out and if the inside is just you rooting for you and and not tapping into something bigger as you say then you're missing out on this opportunity to have um and tap into a greater energy a greater purpose a greater reason for for being and my own practices of prayer and, and meditation absolutely keep me grounded. And they're a great way of just letting go of the yesterday, letting go of failures, letting go of uh, concerns and doubts and, and fears and resetting and starting again with uh, an energy that is bigger than me. Because if I were to just look at me and and we're all so close to ourselves, right? Where we see our mistakes and we see our foibles and we see those insecurities, but when you're able to get beyond yourself to um, a purpose that is much bigger, then that's okay. You know, we're all human, but we're able to move with with a, an energy and a power and a purpose that um, I, I sometimes like to say is out of this world because it, it really is. Um, yeah. Amen. So Agreed. That's, Fantastic. Well, hey, one you know, final question for you then, as you, I, I like to ask this to, um, to leaders. Uh, looking back with all that you've you know studied, you've experienced your your business. If you were speaking to your younger self, right, and and I'll pick the younger self that had just you know, started in banking and, and climbing this corporate ladder, what advice would you give to your younger self based on your experience, your knowledge and insight now? Uh, what, what advice would you give to that younger, hungry self? Um, I suppose it's become very uh, in vogue today and, and it's, it's not a big deal to say, um, and, uh, but certainly back in those days, failure was not something that people it was a dirty word it was the f word that was you know you would never yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, so you would never admit that you failed when if you could help it, you, you would never if you did fail, in fact, you, you, uh, you know, you wouldn't express you wouldn't tell people you would you would keep it to yourself. And so I certainly had my my failures. And I wish that I had embraced them more freely, more openly, shared, talked about them, um, because I think it would have uh, you know, I, I, I would have gone more quickly to whatever the next thing was, the next level or. Mm. Um, so I even, so it was a quick, funny story, perhaps, because uh, some of my mates were making a bit of fun of me at my expense about, I was in, um, so I played, as I said, I played soccer. Um, uh-huh. and some would call this a humble brag, but I, I don't mind saying, play, played in a couple of national championship soccer teams in the United States. <laughs> back in 1905 um but 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 before we made it the year my freshman year um before we won the national championships we went to the new england finals and um uh and it went down to penalty kicks penalty kicks and so i was one of the five chosen to take a penalty kick as a freshman and uh, I can't tell you how much the, the pressure of that moment. It was a terrible day. It was rainy, stormy. There was mud stacked up and, you know, it was horrendous conditions. And, uh, and, then, and then I was frankly scared as heck um, to, 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 do, to, to be chosen to take this kick. So I, I think I was maybe the second person, first or second person to take kick. And I, you know, ran up to the ball and it just sort of like squibbled off, like kind of got stuck in the mud and, and was easily saved by the goalie. Oh, wow. We lost, we lost the, uh, the, the New England finals. Oh, man. And uh, so I was so, uh, you know, just broken up. Uh, uh, any, anyone who's, you know, been at a high level competitively and all that knows what I'm talking about. Absolutely. At a high level. But, um, and I carry that, I carry that to this very day. I carry, and I, and, uh, uh, and I, and I was telling a couple of friends uh, about it. And, and as I say, they were sort of making fun at me. So, oh, that's, that's quite a humble brag on, on the way is, you know, mentions that he won two national championships. Oh, by the way, but, um, <laughs> but I wish I had been able to take it and, and, and talk about it and, and get beyond and learn more obvious, obvious lessons about that, that mm. little thing carry through your life. So that going back to your, to your question, um that uh that's the that's what i would have told my younger self is hey it's okay it's all right it's expected you need to fail actually it's just a rung on the ladder sure yeah yeah and i think that that's a great message it's a great message because we can all i mean in some cases be really tough on ourselves but if we can learn to to feel the pain and to feel the the disappointment but let it go as quickly as possible, then we get to move on to uh, a stronger, healthier self that, that isn't necessarily denying that, that yes. failure, but, but learning from it rather than feeling uh, crippled by it. So a great message to round up our conversation. Uh, I know you don't like being called this, but uh, I, it's, I don't really have any 
martial arts masters on my um, on my show so it's great to have one close to um, <laughs> a, <laughs> you've done more than your 10,000 hours so I think you know um cheers that's that's got to be said but uh Kevin absolute uh, delight to have you on the show and just hear some great insights from your own experience and a especially as as a martial artist and some important messages for leaders today about how to just let go of a lot of the stresses and challenges that they're facing whether that's using tai chi or just some other great practices so thank you so much for sharing that it's been a great pleasure thanks for having me on uh, i think the world of you keep doing what you're doing uh, spread the spread the good word and ladies and gentlemen do check this out it's he didn't put me up to this but it's a good book it's a good read um so thank you brilliant thanks and we will put a link to your the details of your um, tai chi schools in the show notes as well It'd be great to share that with people Cheers. So to all our listeners and viewers, I hope you enjoyed uh, the show. And remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Uh, have a great day and see you all on the next show. <laughs>